You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. The views and opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily represent those of the network, its advertisers, owners, or sponsors. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's the Undercard. The Undercard brings you the best in hand combat sports. Featuring major interviews, current events, and the hottest ring girls from around the nation. The Undercard is sponsored by Falling Down Beer Company, Podcast and Church Studios, and is produced by Rochelle Witten. And now, here are your hosts, Brad, Cody, and Jimmy. Welcome back to The Undercard. It is Tuesday night, starting to get those summertime feelings out there in Michigan, and uh you know, it's starting to warm up, and so that's good. It's good. Good around here. <clears throat> yeah, as long as your AC's working. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, we've, we've gotten some really cool thunderstorms, too, that, at night, too, which is the best time to have them. It's good sleep weather. Uh, so today, though, uh, we do have a special boxing guest, uh, somebody that I got to witness in person the other day. Um, who do we got lined up here, Rochelle? Donnie Reeves. Donnie Reeves. Uh, from Hannibal, Missouri. From Missouri will be joining us. And, Missouri. Uh, you, you'll want to stick around for this young kid. It, it, um, it's pronounced Missouri. <laughs> we, you'll want to <laughs> stick around for this little kid. And when I give the uh, introduction about him, you'll, you'll understand why. Uh, we clearly have to talk about one of the best boxing matches in the last couple years. Uh, we'll lead off with that. And then go into our interview with Donnie Reeves at uh, about the 7.15 mark. Uh, Cody will be coming into studio. Cody Stamen from UFC, our co-host. Uh, he may be bringing in a guest. If not, he's going to break down the only way Cody can. Uh, we're going to talk first about the Pennington thing, about her wanting to quit in her corner, making her go back out for the fifth, and Nunez just pounded on her again. Her. Uh, but and then we're going to talk about uh, the other big controversy from UFC down in Brazil. Uh, this w- was the Amanda Bullshit. Bobby Cooper, Bullshit. Uh, Mackenzie Bullshit. Uh, Dern, uh, seven pounds overweight. I what thought it, it was closer means. to like nine. No, it's seven. seven. It was seven. It was seven. Okay. Uh, and we'll talk to Cody about that and you know his thoughts on that until you get real UFC fighter Bullshit. feedback. Bullshit. Uh, but let's start off with my take on uh, possibly the one of the better fights in the last two years in boxing. I kind of – I was trying to go back in my mind and think maybe since Provetnikov versus Matisse, um, I've not seen a fight this enjoyable. The bad thing about this fight is I didn't get to watch it live. Uh, so I kind of knew what – you know, what, what happened and what, um, you know – transcribed i guess sometimes that's the bad thing about having to cover other events you miss some some epic fights but uh vasily lomachenko went against uh jorge linares and uh what you had was a, a good fight and not only a good fight you had lomachenko have to dig down deep he gets knocked down by Linares, and he has to get back up, and then he knocks out 
by a left hook to the body, uh, Linares, and wins. Like a, a champ would, gets up and does it again. Now, now, mind you, when Lomachenko got knocked down, he kind of like his butt kind of skidded a little bit on the, the mat. I don't think he was too hurt. Um, as Teddy Atlas says, right hand uh, kills southpaws. And uh, uh, Vasily is a southpaw. So he gets caught with the right hand and it kind of just stuns him, stuns him there. And I thought Teddy Atlas had the best post coverage of the fight. I think Teddy Atlas, when he's on, there's nobody better that can break down a fight. Um, but he gave uh, Jorge a ton of credit and the fact that he said that timing can beat speed sometimes. And he, he gave uh, Linares credit that. Hey, you know what? He he knew that he wasn't going to be as fast as Lomachenko, but if he could get the timing right, he would have an opportunity. And the judges had it even. One had one had it Linares, one had it Lomachenko, and one had it a draw at the tenth. So this was going to be a very close fight until Lomachenko caught him with the left, and uh, Linares can't get up. Um, but you know, Teddy Atlas, like I said, best coverage talks about. Uh, you know, where, where to go here? You know, everybody's like, let's get a rematch. Let, let's remember that Linares has had a few losses on his uh, record. And not only has he had a few losses on his record, Lomachenko is the type of fighter that now in his prime, because he had such an uh, amateur background, he would take care of Linares a lot quicker now this time around. And so as enjoyable of a fight as this is, we don't need a rematch. So everybody's talking Mikey Garcia. And Teddy Atlas, like I said, had the best coverage post this fight. And he made a great point that maybe Linares showed that uh, if Lomachenko was to go up to 140 and fight Mikey Garcia, mind you, Mikey Garcia has a tough fight with Robert Easter. I think he takes care of Robert Easter. But Robert Easter isn't a guy to look past, but I think Mikey Garcia is a better fighter than Robert Easter. But what you have here is that he said that maybe this was a warning sign that, you know, this is as far up as you can go because Mikey Garcia, I would argue, is right in that conversation for pound for pound. Number one. Now, everybody's quick to give Lomachenko because of this fight automatically the pound for pound number one. He's he's in the conversation. I just won't go as far to say without a doubt he's number one. Uh, I think Mikey Garcia is somewhere in that conversation, especially with his contract dispute. And he comes back and, he you know, he, he's fine. Uh, but Lomachenko is amazing to watch. So much fun. Um is exactly what boxing needs. Someone brought up a good point that this was actually on TV so people could watch this fight. Uh, and and I, they're all on TV. What I meant is that it wasn't a Showtime or HBO thing. So um, Linares gave the best fight that Lomachenko could have. Uh, Lomachenko was very uh, giving credit mode to Linares and they said that he was given one more lesson. Um, from that overhand right that he took. I thought Lomachenko is very humble always to his opponents. And I thought that was really respectful to say that, hey, you know, it's a boxing, a boxing lesson. You know, I had to get off the canvas to win by left hook in the 10th. Now, he's in elite company now, though. So this this sets a record here. This is his third 
World Championship in three divisions, and he did it in 12 fights. The record was 20. But just to give you an idea of what elite company he is in, Oscar De La Hoya did it. So three divisions, three world championships, so three different weight divisions. He did it in 22 fights. Lomachenko did it in 12. Floyd Mayweather had done it before, 34 fights. Manny Pacquiao had done it in 40, his 41st fight. So in 12 fights, Lomachenko now holds a ton of belts in different weight divisions and maybe Mikey Garcia at 140. Although Teddy Atlas, I mean, you know, sometimes when Teddy Atlas is so on, I just give him so much credit. Uh, you know, he's one of those guys that has forgotten more about boxing than I, you know, will ever know. Uh, he might be right. Maybe that's the the warning sign there that you, you move up to 140 and you're going to get in trouble. Um, you're going to meet somebody that has power. And, um, you know, as a southpaw, the right hand, as Teddy Atlas point out, is always, always a problem. Uh, he also said, you know, I'm giving Teddy Atlas a lot of credit here, but he also said that, you know, Lomachenko has the best legs in boxing, but not too far behind is Mikey Garcia. Um, but everybody's jumped on the Lomachenko bandwagon automatically pound for pound. Number one, all this and that, um, you got to get past Garcia, I think. And then, and then we'll talk and Garcia's in the mix and Mikey Garcia's got a fight at the Staples Center. July 28th against Robert Easter from uh, Toledo, Ohio. Uh, a guy that I've – Robert Easter is a guy that I've covered a lot um, because being from Toledo. But I also know what Mikey brings to the table. And um, my early, 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 early pick on that would be Mikey Garcia. I just I, – I'm, I'm fascinated by Mikey Garcia's ability. But um, as Teddy Atlas said, you know – it would be a timing versus speed thing with Mikey Garcia, and I, I think Mikey Garcia could uh, figure Lomachenko out. I think it would be a great fight. I'd love for it to happen. And you know what, Jimmy? We needed this because the Canelo tainted meat, all this shit <laughs> happening. God right. forbid one of these guys pee not clean, but right. I, I think I think we're safe. Um, we needed something like this in boxing. It, it was, uh, you know, when you, when you were a medic, a immune booster, a vitamin, uh, vitamin shot, mm -hmm. it's what the sport needed. Right time, yeah. right, right place. Two marketable guys. Um, you know, Linares, let's, let's be honest. He's not uh, a world beater, but brought the best fight to Lomachenko. And you know what? Lomachenko, um, won't duck anyone. Got to respect that as a fighter. Um, and you had top rank first Golden Boy. Oscar De La Hoya, that Linares was, that's Golden Boy. And then, you know, Lomachenko with Bob Aram. So um, absolutely a lot of dynamic, a lot of cool things going on. People are still talking about it online, which I love to see boxing being talked about. And, you know, it's it's a win for boxing, but exactly what the sport needed, Jimmy. Yeah. Uh, immune boost. A booster. A booster. Right, a booster. exactly. A booster. Immunity booster, or it's, but just a booster. Right, exactly. So, like, when you get, like, uh, well, it's not so much anymore, but, like, especially when you were kids, you would get a shot for some inoculation, and then that shot would only last a certain amount of time, and then you would have to get a booster, which would then carry you on throughout, you know, whatever. But I think the... 
stuff um, they use now is better, so you don't need that booster. Uh, but yeah, I think that's what you're. I think that's what you're trying to say. A, a booster. Yeah, we got yeah. a Lomachenko booster. Yeah, in the sport, you know, which has been around for hundreds and hundreds and uh, in some form, but with the the rules that we currently have over a hundred years, rules. right? Yeah. Um, you know. We need a boost occasionally. The, yeah. the Canelo Golovkin thing was such a mess. And then sometimes people forget that aren't around the sport that there's other boxers out there that deserve as much TV attention. Yeah. Uh, really quickly, we want to give a shout out to Tony Harrison, who took care of business with Ishay Smith. Uh, one judge, I have no idea what they were watching, but uh, uh, they were watching their phone. It probably. Yeah. There's always that one. They, they, they were watching their phone. Judge. Uh, but. Uh, you, you had a situation in which Tony Harrison um, beat a name, not only a name, uh, out in Vegas, and he's in the mix again at the 154-pound uh, uh, conversation. Yep. Mm-hmm. So now, we, he's, now he's just got to stay there. Yeah, yeah. You, you know yep. what? He's he's learning. Yeah. And that's good. That's good because that, that was the, the biggest – I don't want to say problem, but the biggest uh, hold – Hold up that Tony ever had was that he didn't really ever have a challenge before and he never lost. Am I correct? Yeah. So, so he beat Bronco McCart in, um, you know, he, he hadn't had a test. Yeah. Um, so I'm sorry. Willie saying Nelson. Is, right. I'm saying he didn't, he didn't really have a test. He kind of eased through his opponents and it gave him kind of this sense of maybe being a little bit better than what he actually was. And then he f- came you know, he came up and he got, you know, he got an awakening. Now, some guys can never recover from that. They don't learn. They go back in there. They try the exact same stuff that they tried before because they're like, you know what? It worked for me in the past. This was just a fluke. I'm just going to keep on doing what I was doing. And they can't grow from that. But Tony, he's growing. He's learning. He's growing. He knows what he did wrong. He knows what he needed to work on. And he's doing it. So, yep. I think uh, I think this time it's going to stick. Uh, yeah, I mean he, he's he's ready for that next challenge again, and it, it's going to be a big against a big puncher. Yeah, and we're we're going to see where Tony Harrison has evolved, and yeah. I, I think he's he's probably figured out from his losses what he needs to do to continue to win. But we're going to go to our first uh, guest. Uh, I want to introduce him uh, as Donnie. The hard-hitting Reeves from uh, Missouri. Uh, you're going to like this kid, and uh, stick around for this interview right now. We're going to call him up right now. Hello? Hey, Donnie, you're live on the undercard. How are you? Pretty good. How about yourself? Good. We are joined by Donnie Reeves, three and one pro boxer with two knockouts. Uh, congratulations! Uh, I was very impressed by you. You fought on uh, second to none promotions event on Friday night here yes, in sir. Dearborn, Michigan. A uh, couple things I want to tell our audience about you. First off, you were the challenger, whether or not you wanted to admit it. You were coming from Missouri, fighting a kid with a similar record to you up here, and. Yes, sir. And you uh, wowed everybody. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, 
your fighting background, how old you are, and I'll continue to give you praise because you you impress me. I'm 18, actually. Uh, I started. I signed pro as soon as I turned 17. It's kind of just a rush decision. I uh, was trying to fight an amateur, so I came into it waiting just to put my foot in the water, and then the guys called up and wanted me to fight in Michigan. So that's where this career started. You know, this is where I started on this path. Awesome. Now, the the thing about you is, and this is the best compliment I've probably given in about a year on this show, okay? I okay. I cover a lot of boxing. I write a lot of stories, right? A lot of people are not yes, not memorable. I, I actually have to talk to uh, my partner, Bob Ryder, or Rochelle, who's with me. Have I seen this kid before? Have I not seen this kid before? You put on a performance that I will remember. And that's the best compliment I can give you. I will not forget uh, Donnie Reeves and your power. You got that natural ability to freaking punch. And, you know, you're, you're, you're born with that. And so in the first round, you're going against Jalen Stevenson. And Jalen Stevenson's not a, a pushover. He, he, up here, he's, he's valued as a pretty good opponent, uh, a pretty good fighter. You guys both connect at the same time in the first round. The difference was you got the better of the the exchange, and Jalen goes down in the first round. Um, I don't see you throw a jab most of the fight. You probably only had 10 jabs. They were all power shots. You could tell that you were lining Jalen up for the uppercut, and then sure enough, he walked into it in the fourth, and you caught him flush with an uppercut. And then at the end of the fight, he was literally saved by the bell. He fell into Ansel Stewart's, uh, the referee's hands, uh, you, you beat him down over four rounds. Tell us your uh, evaluation of the fight. You, you seem like a humble guy, but you know you have power, right? <laughs> yes, sir. I, I knew I had power. He was uh, he was clean for a right hand and an uppercut. He came in. He, he didn't want to move his head. So as I seen that, the, you know, the power option was there, so I was just throwing it down the middle, just taking my time, picking parts so I could just throw power punches. The squad was in my corner. That was the first time working with them guys, and they kept me on my toes. They made sure that I was throwing the right punches and the right combination. I'm just glad it worked out the way it did. He, he's a strong fighter. He had a chin on him. It was it was hard to get to the point where I was at, but like I said, with the squad behind me, it made it, it, made it a good deal just to be able to throw the combinations and be on time, just be there, you know? Now, when when you have the natural ability to have power in a punch, uh, do you feel like you rely on it a little too much? Uh, I mean, like I said, you, you would know better than me. Uh, jabs weren't too much in your game plan there, or was it something that you adjusted to that you knew that, hey, I'm just winning with uh, you know, hooks to the body, uppercuts that I'll lean into. I, I don't need to throw a jab. No, I won't take credit for that at all. I uh... – I did abandon my jab a lot. I wish I'd used it a lot more to set up a lot more punches, but uh, it was just the excitement, the rush. I knew that I I could, I was able to do that, so I did lean on it too much. I did lean on the power. That's one thing I need to work on. That's one flaw that I hope to uh, progress as more shows come on is being able to you know work through that jab, jab out, and just throw combinations, be slick. But it was just I rely on it a little too much. But we're gonna fix that. You know, that's just something I gotta fix. Now, uh, you, you gave credit to your opponent, but where's Jalen's power rank? And I, I typically, from my experience, when somebody has power like you and you realize their opponent can't hurt you, then it's just you're, you're throwing all your arsenal at them, right? I mean, you, you felt what Jalen gave you. 
felt that there was no danger, and then that's when you just start swinging like that, right? Is that a good evaluation? Yeah, yes, sir. Yes, sir. When I got hit, I got tagged pretty hard, but it, it didn't phase me at all. So from that moment, I knew that anything he put on me, unless it was you know connected on the button, it wasn't going to hurt me. So that was the point that I just kind of knew I could level it out and take it down from there. Now, the other credit to you is that the crowd applauded you. You got to do a, a brief interview with our good friend Pete Trevino, the uh, MC there. And the way you fought won over a crowd. That typically does not happen in someone's home state like you did. And uh, how, how good does that feel to get a Michigan welcome being a Missouri boy and knowing that the odds are stacked against you? And then the other question is uh, how bad did you want that knockout win because the ref's holding them up at the end? I mean, it felt great. I love Michigan. I love the crowd. At first, they didn't, you know, welcome me like I thought they would. There was a lot of laughs, a lot of a lot of disbelief thinking I was going to be put out quick. But, you know, as the fight progressed, I won a lot of hearts over, I feel like. And I'm glad because it, it made it a lot more enjoyable having somebody behind me, you know. And then the last punch, I feel like, I mean, I like Michigan rules. The, the fourth round saved by the bell, but I feel like it was definitely a knockout. Right. I mean, the the ref is holding him. It's the right call right. within the rules, but uh, he was in trouble. I mean, another another yeah, 10 he, seconds, he was out. Definitely. Uh, yes, so sir. so tell us a little bit about uh, your influences in boxing and stuff. When, when you're, you have that much power uh, at such a young age, um, I mean, you, you've, you've already fought more than most people have at 20, 21. Uh, your team and you, what, what's your plans? Uh, who, who do you watch out there? Tell us a little bit more about yourself. I mean, a, a big, a big boxer I've been kind of looking at is Loma Chico. He, he just comes in with speed and power. He's, he's always there. He's in your face. I haven't had a lot of, I mean, I've had a small town trainer. I came from a small town of 17,000 people, not very many people to look up to. So, you know, you kind of got to go to the big stars, kind of watch Manny Pacquiao. That's my favorite fighter. He uh, he got a lot of power behind him. I just I like I like the brawling kind of incidents. I, boxing, I wish I knew it, but brawling's just my thing. I just like to fight. <laughs> no, I do. Don't complain about that. You're always going to be a fan favorite, <laughs> and you're going to get good paydays because of that. Don't complain to ever be about brawler. I mean, uh, maybe find a jab occasionally in case the power thing doesn't work out. You might run into somebody that that can handle the power. But right now, it, it's evident to me that you, you have power that's going to walk through some people. Uh, and you're so young, you know, very, very, very young. Uh, there was a rumor that there might be a rematch with Jalen Stevenson here in uh, August. Is there truth to that? And uh, has a promoter already contacted you? And uh, are you going to be coming back to Michigan to maybe have that fight? But at the same time, as much as I want to see you fight, there's no reason because you dominated that fight that you need to rematch that fight. And and uh, the promoter doesn't want me to even say that, but I'm just going to tell you, there is no reason. I would rather you fight somebody else from up here, and I'd like to see how you do again. As of right now, I think the way the team's looking at it is I, I walked through that fight. Not not really easy, but it definitely, I need something. I need to step up, you know. I need somebody different. I need to get my name out. So the rematch... I mean, if something works up for my promoters and they decide to do it, then that'll be it. But as of right now, I think we're just trying to move forward and, you know, find different fights. What's a lot of What's a lot of money in Missouri? Like a what? Lot of, a lot of money. Yeah. What, what, what's a good amount for a rematch? For a rematch down here, man. No, 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 no. He, ain't, I guarantee you, Jalen ain't coming down there. 
Uh, but I, I'm saying, what, what, what would it take to get a rematch? I mean, I, I you know, uh, like a, a double the pay that you got, or uh, I mean, you're young enough that you could take it. It's not going to kill kill too much time. Well, but the, the only thing about it is, is money in the sport doesn't really mean anything to me right now. Money's little. You're gonna become my favorite if, boxer, if I kid. Can, you know, if I can get my name out by fighting, you know, big fighters and just moving up the rank quicker, and then I can, you know, get to the money. But right now, it's about it's about technique and being smart about my career. I just kind of gotta gotta think about everything, you know. Dang, you're too humble. Can we I'm, adopt you? Yeah, 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 yeah. We 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 like you. You're you're too like I. You're so humble. That's I don't know. I mean, you're just a likable guy, my man. Do you have any fights lined up right now? Not at the moment. I'm I'm planning on going down to Atlanta, Georgia, with the squad, training on them in a. In the training camp, we'll see where it's going to go after I get out of there. But that's the plans for right now. And I'm, I'm I'm thinking in a map here, Missouri going down. Is that just like an expression? It would be going east, right? Or is that? No, it's cur- down. Sorry about that. Yeah, just an expression. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no. It's it, still down. Yeah, it's still down. You're right. You're right. You're right. Oh, I'm, I, I was trying to figure it. Atlanta, no, a little bit, a little bit. No, I mean, you know. Not Atlantic City. Ah, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, Well, Donnie, where can people find you? No, Atlanta. He's going Yeah, he's still going Um, Facebook is Donnie Reeves, and then on Instagram is Reeves.Donnie. I mean, I don't have very many, you know, other other places to follow me or, you know, get, get at me, but those two, you can definitely get it. Well, Donnie, we want to thank you for joining us for a little bit. Uh, very impressed with your power. Work, work a little bit more on your boxing so that it sets up your power. Um, but I want to thank you for joining the undercard, and we're going to talk you up a ton. I, I hope you do come back up to Michigan real soon. If you don't mind, I'm going to keep talking about you so other promoters know about you also. No, definitely, definitely do. I'm glad you guys had me on the show. It, it was a real pleasure. And I hope to give you guys more shows down there. I hope to be in Michigan through myself. That's right. All right. Well, thank you so much, Donnie. Enjoy uh, enjoy thank your you. uh, win, and then uh, we'll talk to you soon. You too. All right. That is Donnie Reeves uh, from Missouri who put on a show beating Jalen Stevenson, uh, scoring a knockdown in the first round. Then just, you know, been around the sport a long time. I, I know those people. He felt and he admitted it. You 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 feel the other guy's power once you realize they can't hurt you. It just becomes a you know an all out arsenal. He he admits that Jalen didn't really have anything he was scared of, and he, he just kept trying to throw that uppercut. And then sure enough, it was Jaylen, just fun to watch him. Yeah, you know I, he looks like a Justin Bieber. His hair. No no kinda, no no. Or, or, At the looks, weigh-ins, I seen him come in the door, and I'm like, what's this kid doing here? What's he doing? Right. Because he did not fit. The profile of the boxers that were in that room. But then he's blessed with lightning bolts in the hands. And then he's the, the one who stole the show. Yeah. Absolutely. It was amazing to and, watch him. And Very exciting. Jimmy, it's so tough for Michiganders. They are always, oh, we've been robbed. We've been this. We've been that. They totally gave the kid respect. So he was knew. basically Rocky in Russia. <laughs> kind of on a much lower level. <laughs> there much wasn't lower. a Cold War well, going Well, you know what I mean, us. though. I know, I know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's I like that he's humble. Crowd up. I'm thinking the, the kid's up. like 14 years old. Yeah. yeah. I like that he's humble. But the whole thing about him being humble is I'm going to be not humble for him. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll be the guy out there talking him up. I, I There is really no reason for a rematch except that you would bring the kid in and people get to see the kid again. Um, shit. I, I was going to ask him about, about his one him. loss and what happened there. But, I mean, he's so young. You, you could have four losses at but 18. see, he's got it out of the way. Oh, yeah. But now if people see what that kid can do, 
Ooh, people aren't going to touch him. I mean, they, they, they're going to be like very hesitant. Well, just, what weight class is he at? What did he fight 129 at? Uh, or 135? But so he's like so that. young, he's not going to, he's going to keep moving up. I mean, he, you saw him. Yeah, it yeah, it yeah. looked like he had no muscle on him. I know. But That's why you're like, good. Like, go ahead. Go ahead. Bet on the other guy. I know, exactly. <laughs> and, uh, and just that, that utmost, you know, being humble and just knowing that you have that power. I mean, that's just the God-given power. You're like, some, some you can teach, but no, that was just like, I still want to know, like, what made him choose <laughs> boxing? I don't know. You know, we'll have him on again. Absolutely. Actually, at, wow, absolutely. I was, I was way off where Missouri was. Oh, no, no, she's right. It I, is downright. Yeah, I, was I was thinking Atlantic City. I was she caught think, it. I was in my head when I was picturing it, I was picturing Mississippi as Missouri. Yeah. But I even, but for some reason, I, I don't know. I was way off. Yeah, I lived in St. Louis for a time. Yeah, I was way off. I'm going to tell everybody to get this guy on the card because I just want to keep seeing him fight up here. Yeah, or absolutely. you know, maybe I'll have to venture or Toledo. Yeah, like just I don't know. I don't know. We, he's, we he, know we know a few people we could get him on in yeah in Ohio. He's <laughs> definitely going to ruin some people's nights. I know. That's, that's the, the thing. Dude. Because you look at him, Jimmy. Do You saw a picture, I saw right? a picture of him, yeah. Oh, my God. Not an ounce of muscle on him. And it just like, you oh, know. He looks pretty, I mean, not no, a lot no. of muscle. Like, seriously. But, no, no, we were no. in Detroit, and the kid walked through the door, and I'm like, what's yeah. he doing here? He's going to surprise He's so someone's people, kid. Dude. Yeah, like, I mean. That's like uh, the color of money with Paul Newman when you're betting on the kid. He's Tom Cruise, and you're going to hustle people in there. You'll, oh, be, like, abs- you'll yeah. be like, you know yes. what? I feel like I'll Maybe take it straight up, keep him but you're robbing me, you know, yeah. but I'll take it straight up. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. You we'll know? tell you the promoters on the down low, be like, you need this kid on there. Yeah. And then just watch people lose all their money. <laughs> to us. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't know, man. Oh, I love I'll it. I'll give you two to one, but like, you're really oh, ripping me up here. Look at him. I know. Gosh. I don't know. And then he'll just like whoosh, walk through him and stuff. I love the people with the natural punching ability, dude, where it's just like. He looked mean in there. Yeah, I know. He looked like he just wanted to kill him. Well, he, once he, he smelt the blood like a, a good boxer was, he he, he was, you know, I'm going to press you and just press you. Uh, and that's just it. Everyone did. They were just like, whoa. I know. They were happy. <laughs> so that was Donnie Reeves. Uh, recap on the second to none uh, promotions. You can actually find my article on fightnews.com. Uh, ten fights, nine went to decision. Although that one shouldn't. Donnie's right, and but that is the rule. Mm-hmm. The referee literally caught him, so he so he, he like catches him. him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he 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 catches no. him. He's literally out on his feet. The referee yeah, catches him, but he was saved by the Bell Michigan rules. And uh, but that should have been a knocked out. But you know what? It doesn't even bother him. He's like, you know, whatever. It's a win. Uh, so should have been two knockouts, but there was only one knockout. Nine. Fights that went to decision, very evenly matched. The Robert Sims versus Curtis Head fight, mm-hmm. which was a coin toss, a 50-50. The best thing about the second to none promotions card was that some of the matches, I actually went into it not knowing who would win. Surprise. Awesome. You know, that that's what boxing's about, you know. I thought the Sims Head fight would be close. It, I thought it was close. I actually had it, and Robert Sims is my boy. I actually probably had Head uh on a draw there there was a couple decisions i was uh you know questioning a little bit but the crazy thing is that it was a good card it was matched it was by aaron just... rodriguez 
It was a long night. Yeah. So, yeah. It was a long night. When fight cards do not start on time, uh, Brad gets cranky. So, cranky Brad, you know, because I know I'm going to be up at night. And then the next day, there's a story to write. And I then get the, that super night, cranky. We, the next night, we also had another fight. Right, which was Donna Frio MMA, which we'll touch on really quick since you brought it up. Donna Frio MMA had, uh, was at Motor City, uh, Harley, Harley, Harley Davidson. Uh, I've never seen this before. So, uh, and I only know this stuff because I saw pictures that you guys posted. Not because you said, hey, by the way, we have events going on. Jimmy, you're always invited. I know, but I didn't know it was going on until after the fact. I think I shared it. No. I think I shared it. No. Not with Um, me. Follow Miss Undercard, Erica Edwards. She's really good at promoting And she promotes everything. That's her job. I can tell you that our next fight is June 9th at Motor City Casino. So you have to remind me at the time. Oh, see, you're giving me too many rules. Because <laughs> I, mean, like I won't remember. Actually, you become like a gremlin. Like there's actually, rules. Don't feed them after midnight. Don't, like, you know. our, our next set of fights is actually May 23rd. Correct. But that's a private event at the Thrill in the Villa, yep. mm-hmm. which you could buy. Actually, the Thrill in the Villa has uh, things up for auction for a great cause. Uh, they've raised how much money over the years? Millions. Millions. Uh, I mean, just great cause uh, to do, but that that's May twenty third, and then we go into June ninth, June fifteenth. Uh, WXC just got moved from June first, and then June twenty second. Uh, Sleet of Promotions, uh, Shields, mm-hmm. uh, and then this will be Hammer's uh, American debut, and our Ring Girls will be there, and that's on Showtime too. And then we roll into July, which Carlos has a show. Uh, the way things Kenny are, are going for Kenny Moore and V, uh, second to none, it would not surprise me if we have a show here really soon. So, um, but what I was going to say, I'd, I've never seen this at Donna Frio uh, MMA. It was in their uh, exhibition hall, maybe next to the showroom at Motor City. They had a gate, so they had ten dollar tickets, and some people had the ten dollar tickets. You had a gate. And then there was like Seats rows of people behind that gate looking in at the people that had the seats. It was a good crowd, fun night. Um, you no, know, it was a good fight weekend. You know, and then on the on the national scene, we got a lot to talk about UFC when Cody gets here. Uh, there was, there was a lot of going shit going on. So like, you know, it pumps me up. It gives me my my immunity boost. You know, all of a sudden I want to talk sports again. Like last week, I'm like, let's talk Marvel. This week, I'm like, hey, we're back. You know, we're back. We're back. We're back. Speaking of Marvel, Deadpool 2 comes out. That's true. I know. know. (laughs) It's going to be good, but it has no chance of touching into those records, you know? So it's Which records? Oh, Oh, God, no. But it's not supposed to. But that's okay. No, I know. But that's okay. And that's exactly it. Like Ryan Reynolds was on a, a thing and. They're like, you know, do you expect to, you know, uh, meet or exceed the Infinity War things? And he just goes, no. He's like, we're not. He goes, if we made one-eighth of what Infinity War is making, we'd be, like, happy as pigs and shit. I mean, he didn't say that, but he's like, yeah, no. Deadpool is just this little tiny, like, engine that could that just everybody loves. The fact that everybody loves it makes me happy, you know? <laughs> but, I mean, that was the thing. is like, no, they're Ryan not supposed Reynolds to. Reynolds is in that suit. Well, and also, it's because Ryan Reynolds, this is this is his pet project. He oh, has yeah. been wanting to make Deadpool well, that's since. that's because he is him. Well, 
he and, uh, Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool. I mean, he really is Wade Wilson without all the really cool like healing factor. <laughs> but um, no, he's wanted to make a Deadpool movie since that horrible uh, X Men Origins Wolverine movie where yeah, his they, mouth sewed shut. Oh my god, it was terrible. But that one scene where you saw him with the blades and he cut the mm. bullet in half, like he trained for months and months and months for that one scene. Well, he got some of that training from Blade Trinity. Even well, that he, too. He yeah, bad mouthed the movie. Yeah. It's, it's still, it's still which nice. is also a Marvel movie that people mm. don't realize. Yep, Blade. Blade is a Marvel Marvel antihero. Uh, but yeah, I am so excited for that. And then next week is the new Star Wars movie Solo, which I don't know how I feel about it. I'm excited. I'm excited, but I'm I'm hesitantly cautious. And here's why: they went, th- they started filming. Fired the directors, brought in Ron Howard, who I absolutely love. I mean, Ron Howard is, you know, makes great movies. But I'm just worried that there's going to be some incongruity between maybe, like, this footage was shot with the original directors. This footage was shot with Ron Howard. They're going to try to like mesh it together, and there might be some I, unevenness. No, I, think, I think Ron Howard is is professional enough to where he would make it pretty flawless. I, I and and that's my hope. It's just I know that there's been times where it started off with one director and then they brought in another director and it felt kind of uneven. So that's my only concern about it. It's my only concern. Um, Solo does have the distinction of being the only Star Wars movie ever made that does not have C-3PO in it. Oh. Thank God. But Anthony Daniels, the man inside the suit, mm-hmm. is in the movie. Okay. Well, he is going to play a Wookiee that you see for like a brief scene, which hmm. makes him the only person, only actor to star in all 10 uh, movies. Here's my hot take. C-3PO, annoying as fuck. It's at okay. least but one he's of my supposed least, to be. Okay. One of my least but favorite he's, characters. He's supposed to be, though. That's He's supposed to be that... It's knowing just, it's just it's just rough over six years six you know movies and uh, ten okay a lot nine a lot nine There's movies with C three P forty years sweetheart yeah yeah that's a lot <laughs> <laughs> and I we still don't know why he had a red arm and then the oh red arm uh, do you have to read the comics I refuse and read the books no you, yeah, that's homework no that's tell not me home- in, tell me in the it's movie. not homework no tell me in the movie no it's called universe building okay. Anyway, um, it's I'm called excited. money gouging. I, no. I like the guy who plays Solo. Um, I've yeah. seen him in a, a few other things. I think he's yep. talented, so I'm excited. Mm-hmm. All right, well, yep. let's go to our first break. Uh, Cody's on his way in, and uh, when he Cody gets up. here, yeah, Cody up. There he, oh, is. there he is. We're gonna go to our first break. Cody just walked in, and then when we come back, we're gonna get all the UFC takes from him because he knows his shit. Yeah. You're listening to the Undercard Hand Combat Radio. We had to come back because uh, Rochelle was playing like bubble gum pop, and I refused. I don't <laughs> well, know, you know what, what? That was. It was like um, mall, mall rock. <laughs> mall rock. That was pretty bad. What was that? That was little mix. Okay, and no more of that. So, anyways, Cody Stamen, so. co-host of the Undercard, has joined us. UFC fighter. Um, 
We'll start off overall generalizations about the UFC uh, weekend here. And then we'll move on to uh, more specific stuff after what's on tap at 8. But uh, I came away watching the UFC card after the fact. I was at a MMA event locally. Um, I like the card. Um, the cards have become consistently good again with the UFC. Um, I like that much controversy uh, that women can carry a main event now, especially because obviously Brazil with Nunes and stuff. But there was a lot of positives to take away from uh, UFC being in Brazil again. Um, enough upsets, enough injuries, enough everything you want to come out of UFC. And I don't root for anyone to get injured, but just enough storylines came out of this that it was the a drama. pretty good card. Right, drama. The drama. That's what sells there. news, though. It I mean, sells. Uh, sells. the fight game would be boring and if the, there was no drama. And the finishes, you know, that's what you want to see as a fan. I think people want to see guys going out there and putting it on the line and getting, getting finished or getting the finish, you know. I mean, that's that's what the sport's all about. I mean, look at someone like Mike Tyson. Yep. He either got knocked out or knocked the guy out. And that's what people <laughs> want to see. Yeah. Or got crazy in there and bit someone's ear. Yeah, or... It's a biter. <laughs> well, what did you think overall, Cody, of I that was, card? I thought it was a great card. So I watched the Lomachenko fight mm-hmm. and then tri- flipped the UFC on. And the Lomachenko fight was awesome, too, with yep. Mears. That was a good fight. That was a really good fight. I love that guy. I love Lomachenko. He's sweet. And got then, off the mat and came back and uh, yeah, took care of business. Got dropped. I was, I, was, I was literally just talking like uh, I was – a couple of people over and we were watching it and I was like, yeah, this guy, this guy, this guy, he's so good. He never gets it. Boom. He just got dropped. Like, oh, oh shit. But it was okay. Do? His butt skidded across the mat and he was he already got less, back. He got, he did get popped, but he was in off balance more yep. than, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think he was like knocked out or, you know, it was only a flash knockout where he hit the canvas and woke up and like that. But, um, yeah. And then, you know, the bell tour, I was watching, uh, King Mo and Ryan Bader fight. That lasted like you know all of like fifteen seconds. Bader come running over and uh, throw one left hook and yep, fights boom. over. You gotta wonder if King Mo has any any uh, tissue holding his brain in his head anymore. You know, <laughs> as soon as he gets touched, he just goes to sleep. That happened uh, in Japan too. I watched him get put out pretty pretty fast. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like one shot. Uh, it's not good to see that, you know, especially being a fighter. Scary stuff. But the UFC card, you know, it was awesome. Um, yeah, girls main eventing. And putting on an awesome show. Uh, there were definitely some some funny stuff going on in that on that card, though. You know, I know. like it's crazy. Like you know, you have all these fin- finishes and all this crazy stuff. You know, Vitor Belfort getting hit with another front snap kick in the face. You know, same shot that Anderson. Literally the exact same kick, same leg, same everything, same setup that Anderson Silva hit him with years ago. You know, seeing that again, and you figure like. That should have probably been the headline of that card. Like uh, that should have yeah. been all over the place in the news. But instead, it's like, you know, Pennington, Dern, Mason, weight. Yeah, and Dern missing weight. That was like the highlight of that whole thing. And then the debate, you know, well, Amanda would have won if she would have made weight. I'm like, uh. yeah, we'll we'll get in those specifics after what's on tap. But let let's start off with Nunes. Let's just start big topics and work our way down. Is there anybody in the UFC that could even touch Nunez, or is it somebody outside the UFC that because she she looks pretty dominant, um, looks comfortable at that weight? Uh, it would have to be a catch weight with Cyborg if that fight happened. Um, 
and really that's probably the only thing out there for her. Do you see anybody in the 135 or, or I mean? I think she should just move up. Fight her at 45. Fight Cyborg at 45. She's a big girl. And they're both per- good size. You won't meet they're her pretty, at like 140 and force Cyborg down? I don't think so. No, I don't think that. I think because then it's kind of like a kind of a bullshit like. It's not a real weight class. You know what I mean? I think yeah. they need to fight at a definitive 35-45. You know, there's not there's not a 140-pound weight class. I don't think they should fight there. Um, but I'd be really interested to see that fight. And that'd be like a super fight that females could have. Um, and like I said, they're both – I mean, they're, I've, I'm going off of just being around them at events. But I feel like they're both pretty similar in size. You know, I think Cyborg's a little thicker, but, you know – uh, Nunez is not a small girl. She's got a big frame. You know, she's taller than me. She's she's got broad shoulders. And she's they're both you know obviously yoked out of their minds. They I don't know. It'd be a fun fight to watch. Now, Stylistically, they both throw down, so it'd be fun to watch. Now, as talented as Nunez is, because she's so respectful and, and you know she's not she's like the opposite of Conor McGregor. Uh, it, you can tell that UFC is having problems. Marketing, marketing her, even though she is a, a main event, uh, you know, in the language barrier. And there's always been a thing for me, and I could be out of line. You can call me here. I just think they have problems marketing Brazilians to like, I, I think they would definitely want. I mean, if she was from Irish, or uh, if she from Irish, if she was from Ireland and Irish, um, because of the lack of the language barrier and maybe the cockiness, it's, it's a little easier for UFC. But Nunes is so good. And so respectful, I, I think it gets difficult sometimes to market that. So I'm thinking that she probably doesn't get marketed very well here, but I think in Brazil, she gets marketed like Conor McGregor does. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Conor McGregor in Ireland. I think that it's just uh, she can't really relate to American fans, so they don't put a bunch of they don't dump a bunch of money into advertising her fights around here. But you know, in Brazil, I think you know that's where they're dumping all their marketing money. Um, obviously, you know, that fight was in Brazil. She, you know, I think the Brazilians, they like that respect, respectable, like, you know, I'll, I'll beat the shit out of you and shake your hand before and after I do it kind of mentality. So I think, I think, I bet you, I bet you they do, they do market it really, really well there because she kind of is a star. And the same thing with like Mackenzie Dern, you know, that the only, the really the only difference because they're both super respectful, super nice, you know, uh, Dern can sp- speak a little bit of English. Not st- I'm still broken English, just like just like Nunez, who speaks broken, even worse English. But Mackenzie Dern's really good looking. <laughs> that's the that's the. I mean, that's the yeah. real difference. That's the real difference. So I think she gets pushed more in America because we can relate to that. Yep. Like, yeah. Well, she doesn't speak English, but she's hot. So <laughs> that's uh, that's good. Damn it. You speak American. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I like. <laughs> uh, we were at an event with Dan Severin, uh, obviously UFC legend, blah, blah, blah. But I, I started thinking this, and this is uh, – dude, I'm all about hot takes today. I'm just going to – I'm going to ruin I love fr- Dan Severin. I got to I, oh, train with him okay, well, I'm gonna ru- years ago. I'm going to ruin that friendship right now for you, everybody. <laughs> well, uh, there's no way those old guys could compete against the new no guys. Because oh, God, no. You, like, he oh, God, been, no. No, no, no! I, I, I didn't mean. I yeah, didn't, because I didn't, the sports. So I didn't mean as a so. like a as a fighter. He's just a really nice guy. Yeah. There's nothing he Hy- can do about it. But he, yeah, no, the new guys would run through him. Oh hypothetically, yeah, hypothetically, hypothetically, and it happens in every sport. You see it in every sport. I mean, like the old school, 
like badasses in wrestling, you know, that were like a national champion in 1990, would get smoked by every kid on the roster nowadays. Yeah. Right. The, just the evolution of yeah the game, and that's I mean that's not their fault. That's not anyone's fault. It's just you know, and in ten years, shit, I'll, I won't be able to compete with the guys that are you know in the UFC because they're going to be training since they're right. 10 in the sport they're yeah they're going to learn well, MMA for MMA you know what I mean they're going right. to be so well versed in everything that you have to be in in, in fighting they're going to you right. know what I mean they're training right now like yeah. right now those kids are pre-puberty you know fighting MMA like they're yeah. going to be absolute yeah. fucking wild animals when they hit uh, the ripe age of 18 it's going to be insane and uh, hopefully I'll be retiring by then. <laughs> now, the only fight I'd want to see if we had a time machine, if we had that DeLorean, we could fire it up. I'd like to see Dan Severin versus uh, Ben Askren because both can't finish and both were good wrestlers. It would be interesting to see because I never saw Ben Askren lose more than like 10 seconds of a fight wrestling, but he couldn't finish anyone. And that's why the UFC wasn't there in his war with Dana White. But ben I, that, Askren would kill him. You know, it, it's it's possible. But I'm it would sure, be the sure two best wrestlers. Uh, I'm sure of it. I'm sure of it. I don't know because Dan is just a. Too. Well, wrestling evolves too, but Dan is just a a beast of a man. I but mean, I love Ben Askren. I never I know, saw him in trouble. I just, uh, he is bigger. He is bigger, but I'm I'm pretty confident that Ben Askren would beat him. Ben Askren is pretty badass. That that would be the I, fight. I mean, I you're, really, going, you're going back to the evolution thing, though. Yeah. yeah so they competed ten years apart, basically. Right. They're in their prime ten years apart. So you right. guys can figure well, in wrestling. You have to put everybody in their prime. Right. Yeah. In their well, prime everybody in their prime and everybody at the same time period in their prime. But yeah. There's still 10 years of evolution that happened. Right. Mm-hmm. You know so, what I mean? So you would yeah. have to do Dan Severin with the with the 10 years of evolution of wrestling versus Ben Askren at the same point in time. Same age, same point in time, same everything. That was the only fight I walked away after I talked to Dan again. I'd be like, you know, that that would be the one I'd want to see happen. You know, uh, There's it, a couple it, of them I'd, I'd want to see. I'd want to see him fight. The current heavyweight champ, Stipe oh. Miocic. Oh my God, yeah. Stipe! Oh boy, <laughs> I'm just, I just like as a comparison for people. Oh yeah, yeah. To get a real comparison, like Chocolate Doll's talking about fighting John Jones right now. That's all over. I'm like, why is that relevant? Why are people entertaining that? You know, one, <laughs> John Jones has been suspended. Like he's suspended for the rest of his life. I'm like, why are we even talking about yeah. him? And Chuck and Liddell, he's off the radar too right now. And Chocolate Doll, I mean, Jesus, like, are you serious? He's has been retired for what ten years. He's doing movies. I mean, yeah. it's probably about money still, though. I mean, yeah. Oh hell yeah. It's it's you know. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. It makes money. Been, it makes sense in this business. I know, I know but they, but they could sell that fight. Ten year, ten year retirement. You ain't coming back. The Iceman coming back. Maybe the return of John Jones, <laughs> the abuser, <laughs> and Chuck Liddell. Should have retired a long time. Should not should not be coming back. That should be the headline of this fight. Yeah. Like this fight is very unhealthy for both these people. Yeah. And uh ha- have the uh the drug test waiting for yeah. them at, right as soon as they get out. Well of no, the you do it you do it like whatever you need to get through the match. Every day. Every no, you 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 let them do whatever they want so they can get through the match because Chuck Liddell is going to be taking like steroids and shit just so like his shoulder don't pop out. So, John Jones is going to be lubed up anyways. So, so I when mean, I got thrown into the sport, you were either Lydell or you were uh, Ortiz. Ortiz. Yeah, and it was just like, I mean, that was yeah. I got it. Was almost like the, uh, bring Tito back. Bring Tito Bring back. Tito back. He's, he's, still, he's probably going to fight training. again for Bellator. He's horrible, though. 
Yeah. I never liked Tito. I mean, I like the rivalry they had, but I never liked Tito. I didn't like him as a fighter. I didn't like him as a person. He just, I didn't think. Someone who dated Jenna Jameson. I didn't like him then. Not even, not even that, but I just, I thought he was a whole lot of hype for a whole lot of little nothing. Oh, here's, here's an honest question though. (laughs) Rochelle, close your ears. Have you watched more footage of Jenna Jameson or Tito Ortiz in your lifetime? Jenna Jameson. Sure. <laughs> That's not even a question. I would hope so. Honestly, I'm I'd have to Jenna. say I'd have to say Tito Ortiz because I'm not a Jenna, Jenna Jameson fan. I'd say even. I'm not a Jenna Jameson fan either, but I'm really she not was on a Tito everything. Ortiz fan. Well, but I'm saying, right. but I'm just saying, I think. You couldn't avoid with, her. with the fight. I've seen more of her than I have of Tito Ortiz. I was gonna say, but with the <laughs> I was, fight, because I, I I watched like religiously. I watch like especially because Porn? No. me too. <laughs> we all have because, that in our life. Because Tito Ortiz versus Chuck Liddell was right around the time that I was in the sport, so I was watching them a lot because that was like the big names in the sport, and you know, and I was watching their their fights for different. Tips, different tricks, different, you know, whatever. Um, but I, When was that? What year did you say that was? That would have been 2000 and s- 2004. I didn't even know MMA existed at that Yeah. Time. A very primitive state. Yeah. 2000. I, mean, I was trying to think because I started, I started how MMA. Would, uh, you would have been what, how old? In 2004, how old would you have been? I was told there'd be no math, but let's figure this out. <laughs> Take away 14. 15, 15 or 16. 15 or 16. 15 or 16. Yeah, because I was- 14. I was in my late 20s. 14. 15. Um, And I was, yeah, and I was, because uh, it was three years before I joined the military is when I started training. All right. So, yeah. See, so I remember like King of the Cage. I remember- That was like before that. But I, but yeah. I remember- um, my ex father in law was watching it, and I was just like, "Why are they like throwing each other into yeah. these, into these like, so, fences?" Yeah. So uh, actually, the the dojo that I trained out of uh, when UFC was just a brand new thing, I think it was like UFC three or UFC four or something like that. One of the guys that had trained at the dojo uh, was fighting Tank Abbott. Oh yeah, and 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 the sensei uh, said, you know, whatever you do, don't let him hit you. Like run around, you know, duck and weave, whatever you got to do. Don't get out there and try to slug with this guy. He's gonna knock you on your ass. Yeah. And, and you know, and the thing with with tank was he had a very small tank. He was a well, he was a, a weight version of Kimbo Slice, way before right. Kimbo Slice. But so that, if he all, caught you, you were down. If you caught you were down, but, but all you had exposed. to do was run around a little bit, and he would put his hands on his knees and just start breathing. They and, listed know, him as a pit fighter. Like what the fuck? Like yeah. underground fighting. Or but something. anyways, so uh, oh, yeah. so that's what so that's what the sensei said. And there's a video of it too. I don't remember the guy's name, but you just watch the guy like completely ignores Sensei, goes out there, tries to stand toe to toe with Tank. Tank gets him up in the cage, hits him with an overhand right. The guy collapses in this just horrific, like twisted body thing, like on the ground. If, if I ever find the video, I'll show it to you guys. But I mean, just boom, and just like. Like a rag doll just collapsed in and like had like tilted no, you to the side. It to us, uh, over oh, the four years. Oh, yeah, did I? Okay, it, yeah. I don't think I th- I've showed Cody though. But uh, yeah, Stepe would take care of him and. 
five seconds. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, Cody brings up a good point. And it's the same with baseball, <clears throat> though. Like, I, I honestly, uh, I'm going to tell you the truth. Babe Ruth would suck nowadays. Oh, baseball. yeah. Like, he, he, there's no way you could even get the bat around no. on some of these pitches no. now and stuff. And the sport It's the evolves. evolution of the I mean, sport. Yeah, shit. exactly. Hoist Gracie was allowed to wear a gi into the fucking yeah. thing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Cody, if yeah. you could wear whatever you wanted into there, I mean, that would just Speedo. be crazy. <laughs> Speedo. Speedo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, the, the sports evolved so much. All right, do what's on tap because right. I got a million questions to ask this kid. All right. <clears throat> All right. <laughs> uh, this is What's on Tap, sponsored by Falling Down Beer Company. Uh, starting May 18th, uh, I'm sorry, May 19th, uh, at Toronto on Showtime, we have Adonis Stevenson versus Badu Jack. 12 rounds for Stevenson's WBC light heavyweight title. Uh, at Oxen Hill in Maryland on Showtime, uh, we have Gary Russell Jr. versus Joseph Diaz Jr. 12 rounds for Russell's WBC featherweight title. Leeds, England, Showtime Facebook and on YouTube. We have Lee Selby versus Josh Warrington. 12 rounds for Selby's IBF featherweight title. Uh, Montera, Colombia. We have uh, Liliana Palmera versus Yasmin Rivaz. Uh, 10 rounds for Palmera's WBA Women's Junior Featherweight Title. Uh, and I believe that's still the same date. Uh, in Alicante, Spain, we have Mark Vidal versus Kiko Martinez. 12 rounds for Vidal's European Featherweight Title. And on May 20th at Tokyo, we have Ryochi Taguchi versus Heke Budler. 12 rounds for uh, Taguchi's WBA IBF Junior Flyweight title. We also have Hihiroto uh, Kiyoguchi versus Vince Haraz. 12 rounds for Kiyoguchi's WBF Strawweight title. Moving on to MMA. Um, let's see. May 19th, we have UFC Fight Night 129 Maya versus Usman. That is in Santiago, Chile. Uh, and I believe that was. Uh, yeah, so uh, just a couple of things because I love some of the titles they come up with for some of these MMA uh, shows. So we have on May 18th, Combate Americanas, Mexico versus the world. Nice. Uh, and that is in Baja, California. I think I know who's going to win. <laughs> <laughs> uh, May 18th, we have Brutal Genesis Fight Night back in the barn 11. That is in the Boone County Fairgrounds, Boone, Iowa. It's probably got a rich Boone. history. <laughs> Boone County. Boone County, yeah. Like when you know you're <laughs> I'm, from, I'm from Boone County. I'm from Boone County. Uh, and then Pancrease 296, Udia versus Silva. And that is in Tokyo, Japan. And that's What's on Tap, sponsored by Falling Down Beer Company. All right, we're back. Uh, so we're talking UFC down in Brazil this past weekend. Uh, great fight weekend, uh, as Cody pointed out, as I pointed out. Uh, great boxing. Uh, the Lomachenko fight, obviously. We were talking a little bit of uh, Bellator and uh, Ryan Bader. And now let's uh, get to the main event. Uh, the big controversy with the main event was Pennington, who clearly was getting beat down by Nunes. Um, and in between the fourth and the fifth round, um, it – 
she says she can't continue. She doesn't want to continue. Probably at that time, um, Pennington seems to me. I don't. I don't. I've never met Pennington, but seems to me a tough combatant. Probably knows her body. Says that she can't continue. Um, instead of giving some technical advice or anything, her corner kind of gives her a little pep talk to send her back out there. And Nunez just piles on her again. Um, first off, Cody, as a fighter, what's your take on this? You also corner people. Um, Pennington comes into her corner. So, it looks like the nose is broke. Situation, she's down four rounds to nothing. Right? Mm-hmm. Does that when that everyone would say she didn't win around that fight? Yeah, and she's getting hurt bad. Right? Yeah. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So in, in boxing, if you're getting beat those four rounds, that would be like compared to like it's the 10th round. You got two rounds left. You've lost all 10 rounds. Your coach is going to be like, in boxing, I got to pull the plug, kid. You know what I mean? You see Live it. to fight another day. You see it earlier. You know what I mean? You see it earlier in boxing matches. It's like, you don't need to take any more damage. You're clearly not going to win. You know what I mean? You don't have a prayer. We got to stop this. You know? And I think that a wise coach would say that. Um, and it's the coach that should make that call. The coach shouldn't be, the fighter definitely shouldn't be saying that. And if the fighter is saying that, I mean, it's obviously the coach's job to respect the fighter's opinion or the fighter's decision. I mean, because she's not, she's not a wimp. You know what I mean? It's not like she's a wimp for saying, I don't think I can go anymore. Um, I think it's just like, she, you, you're not, she can't be a, she can't be a wuss to be in the sport. You know, just to be an MMA fighter means that you're above average, uh, in the like toughness department, period. Right. You know, it's a, it's a brutal sport. So, I mean, people, you know, were saying a lot of bad stuff about her, but it's like, come on. Like, it's not like, you know what I mean? It's like calling a, you know, a soldier that, that ran from someone that was shooting at him. Like, oh, I wouldn't have ran. You know, it's like, come on. Right. <laughs> Are you serious? Well, let me show you. See what happens. You right. know? Like, it, she doesn't have a mirror. She doesn't know. She knows her, her face. coach is- should have yeah. said, okay, we're done. Yep. That's it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You don't, t- you don't, if a fighter wants out, I mean, that's like I said. You can lead a horse to water. You can't make him drink it. If a fighter wants out. You gotta, you gotta get him out. Mm-hmm. Period. Like it, you know. At any point, if a fighter told me, like, you know, if a fighter said to me, like, "Hey, I broke my hand," and they were in the fight, chance of winning. A chance yeah. of winning. They got a chance of winning. Yeah. I would say, don't let them see it. Don't let them see it. Fake, faint. Give them some technical advice. Get back out there and let's do it. You know what I mean? Like your hands broke. It's probably not getting any worse. Like, don't throw it. Use it as a shield. You know what I mean? I've been in that situation. My corner wasn't like, quit. Gotta get you out of there. You know what I mean? Like, I sat down and said, I broke my hand. Okay. A lot of fakes and feints. Use your kicks. You know what I mean? Make it seem like your hand's not broke. Don't let them see it. Okay. You know, that's a different situation. That's like, as a, it was, I could have still won. You know what I mean? It Mm -hmm. wasn't like I was getting my ass beat. Maybe if I was getting my ass beat, and I couldn't defend myself with that hand, it would have been the corner's job to throw the towel in, whether I liked it or not. I mean, that's what they're there for. Right. You know what I mean? To give you advice and keep you safe, period. Like, and, you know, our coaches really let her down, and I would 100% fire my coaches if I was there. Uh, so that's from a fighter and a, a guy that actually cornered. Just I'm going to give you a media perspective, and Jimmy can give his perspective. My perspective on it is that uh, when you send her out like that, 
you're 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 opening the window of how long she's going to be out. Like she's going to get more damage. Like I mean, orbital bone, the nose looked already broke. Like I mean, she was just getting lit up. So you're actually like almost extending the time she's going to be off for injuries by sending her back out there when she has no chance for Nunes. You know, her, her face looked like a wreck. She doesn't have a mirror to know what it looks like, but she clearly the the no she knew something was wrong. She just wasn't there that night. You know, like, get me out of here. Get me out of here. Uh, she's not on the level as Nunes and, and might never ever be. But my, my, my take is like yours is that, you know, she's, she, she belongs as a professional fighter. She's tougher than me, Jimmy, uh, Rochelle. You know, the only one not in the room she's not tougher than is you. And here's the thing. She probably wants to fight again sometime this year and you sending her out there again. When she's getting that badly beat, and then guess what Nunez did? Hurt her more in the fifth round. Like, I mean, you're you're really endangering her income. Not only that, her chances of fighting anytime soon. Her longevity in right. life. There's only so many of those fights you can have yeah. in your career. Um, I mean, having fights like that takes years off your life. You got to know that. Right. And so I was disappointed in that regard. Um you know, it's tough to know if she'll fire fire her staff and stuff. And then the the most alarming thing is instead of giving some technical advice of how she could maybe have submitted Nunez or maybe kind of came back, it was just a go out there. And pep talk. yeah, that was Wasn't it. Time for the pep talk, though. Right. And if fighters. She, if she wouldn't have been if she wouldn't have been uh, saying that she wanted out. Like, uh, like, I don't think I can go. I don't think I can fight. If she just stood there and been like, uh. You know, I'm down four rounds, and her coach should have been like, "All right, go out there, and commit suicide this round." Right. That's all you can do. Just look for the, to get the finish you need to finish. That's what you say. If they're down, their only chance to win is to get a knockout or a submission. You say that, or you know, like uh, I was just in Italy with Jason Fisher, and we had that kind of. We were in that situation. He wasn't hurt. Nothing wrong. And like he sat down, and I was like, "You know, you're down two rounds." You have to knock him out this round. You know you have to knock him out. I know. Okay, say it to me again. You have to knock him out. I have to knock him out. I'm like, okay, go knock him out. You know what I mean? That's that. That's yeah. the advice. That's the advice that I have given more than one person. Like, like, say it back to me. Know that you have to do it. Say it back. Say that you know you have. To, you know what I mean? Like, uh, like, make sure that they know that's what has to happen. And like, her coach maybe could have said that, not like. You can do it. It's okay. Change, change your mind. <laughs> like you change don't mean you're okay. Yeah, exactly. You're okay. Like, oh my god. No one's ever going to question Pennington's heart. I mean, I would just so, be like, you know what? You're fired. You <laughs> get out of here. Take that stuff off. Take that Reebok like, stuff off. In like, I mean, uh, at that time, I was trying to think. She could have spit out her mouth guard. Like, she kind of did still have control because all she has to do is turn around to the ref and say, "I'm done." Right? She could have. Yeah, she yeah. could have pulled herself out, but. In boxing, you're, you're looking in, for your corner in, to protect you, though. In boxing, I mean, who stops the fight? Yeah, your corner man or you? Corner with the towel. Your corner throws the towel in. Yeah, even if even corner should have protected her. You whisper in his ear, "I can't fight anymore." You know what I mean? He stops the your corner man stops the fight. It's it it's kind of a it's kind of a shield to help fighters not look like they were trying to get out. Right. Your corner takes it. You know what I mean? And then I've seen it happen where like. A boxer, you know, kind of single to his corner man, like, I, I, dude, I can't. I'm done. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I'm done. And the corner man t- throws a towel in, and the boxer's like sitting there, like, come on, man. You're like, what? Like, 
it's not like a show. Like, why'd you do that? And he just like gives him a hug. Like, it's okay. It's okay. You know? And then, you know, they ask him about it. Like, yeah, my coach didn't think I'd go anymore, but really like live to fight another day. There was a little acting, little play going on. Cause you don't want the fans to think that you wanted out of a fight. That's kind of taints your, your image a little yep. bit. And that's, you know, it sucks that they literally got that on camera. Her saying that that's, that's that's messed up. I mean, I, I feel bad for her. You know, I feel bad that that she was put in that situation. But, Jim, Jimmy, your uh, thoughts. Well, my whole thing is too. I mean, <clears throat> aside from all of that, is your corner doesn't know what's going on in your body, and your body will tell you if something's wrong. And there, and it could be just something. Something's wrong. You don't know what it is. There's just something wrong with how you're feeling. You know, you just don't feel right. You don't think you can go on. You just don't feel right. At that time, and I that don't even be, know if she was seeing Nunez because her right eye, was it a right well, eye I know, was swollen? I know, but like, so, so you don't know what's going on in that person's body. She could have had, you know, some major thing going on. She could have had a heart arrhythmia. She could have had an hemorrhage in her head. There's so many things that could have been medically wrong with her that all she is saying is, I don't think I can go on, which is her body telling her, you know, she might not even understand why she can't go on. She just knows that she can't. And for the corner to say, no, get out there and keep going or whatever that, I mean, thank God nothing happened to her, but what if it did? What if she said, I don't think I can go on. Nunes hits her one more time and she's in a coma Yeah, because her, because her corner made her go back out there. I mean, it's ridiculous. If your fighter says, I can't, I can't continue. You stop the damn fight. You throw in the towel. You stop the fight. Period. Doesn't matter what you think is going on. If your fighter says, I don't think I can go on, you stop the fight. Yeah. Because you don't know what's going on. You you, you know, like I said, you just. It's not a matter of willpower because you don't get like Cody was saying, you don't get to that level if you don't have willpower. Yeah, she doesn't need a and, pep talk. She already has the heart. Right, exactly. So her body could have been telling her that there was something wrong, but she didn't even understand it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, again, thank God nothing happened, but it could have. And what kind of an asshole would her corner be if that happened? I mean, if, you're, if your fighter says, I don't think I can go on, for whatever reason, you stop the fight, period. Right. That's it. That's yeah. it. Uh, the other big story, first off, uh, good job by UFC. Uh, the embedded series was awesome. Seven episodes. Uh, did you watch them? The embeddeds? Uh, so the embedded is like the shorter versions of the 24 seven and boxings and, uh, behind the scenes stuff. But, um, so the, they followed storylines going up. And, uh, one of the storylines that they followed was, uh, Amanda Bobby Cooper versus Mackenzie Dern. Obviously McKenzie's fighting in, uh, Brazil. Not only is that, uh, McKenzie comes from a strong Brazilian, uh, jujitsu background. Lots of sponsors, lots of, uh, I mean, she, I remember seeing her on Brazilian jujitsu magazines way before she was even trying to train and become an MMA star. And so they, they followed this whole, this whole storyline of Amanda Bobby Cooper and Mackenzie Dern. And, um, early on, um, Amanda Bobby Cooper, it doesn't believe that Mackenzie Dern's going to make weight. Um, and sure enough, she doesn't. She's seven pounds overweight. Whether or not she even tried, I, it didn't, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. And, but it doesn't matter. 
uh, because whatever her game plan was, here's the thing you got to remember. All right. And I was telling somebody this the other day and I've been in the fight game for a long fucking time. Uh, no one's going to remember Mackenzie Dern was seven pounds overweight in two months from now. They'll just remember that she rocked Amanda Bobby Cooper and she won by rear naked choke. Those little details slip away. You know, like no one, no one remembers that crap. You know, they just remember who beat who. Okay. So, um, seven pounds overweight. Then the question becomes, if you're Amanda Bobby Cooper, do you even take the fight? Um, we're going to ask Cody, our fighter, uh, you know, obviously they thought they had a chance to win. Uh, they do get 30% of her purse for missing weight. Um, uh, McKenzie catches her with a, almost like a wild, right? Uh, rocks her, gets her on the ground, stretches her out, gets the rear naked choke and it's over pretty quickly. Uh, first off, Cody, your opponent's seven pounds overweight. Um, you obviously think you can beat them. That's why you're there. What, what What's going through your head? Do you, you make the fight happen? Uh, do you take the fight still? What's going on? I'm thinking, show me the money. I mean, my opponent comes in overweight. I'm going to be like jumping up and down like, oh, hell yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't care. Like, let's let's be honest. Let's be realistic. Uh, seven pounds is a lot of weight to be over. I mean, anywhere else but Brazil, that fight would have never happened. No, in the they US it can't. Couldn't have happened. Like, they would have had to try to make it a catch weight. I mean, just uh, not too long ago, uh, John Dawson was fighting uh, Pedro Munoz. Yeah. And he came in six pounds overweight, five or six pounds overweight. Dotson said no. The UFC kind of like frowned at, frowned on that. Like it's like who's right? Uh, I mean, if I was in the situation, I would fight because that's what I was there to do. Anyways, I did too much preparation, too much time, too much money, too much thing, everything being spent. You know, going forward, looking for. I mean, honestly, if if I was her, I would just been like, I'll weigh in five pounds more. I cut a ton of weight to make thirty five. I'm not scared of anybody being bigger than me. You know what I mean? And ultimately, I think Amanda Bobby Cooper cuts a ton of weight, too. I think she gets pretty big in her offseason. So, I mean, I don't think it's a legitimate excuse. I don't think the the weight is a legitimate excuse. You know, and ultimately, she had the choice. She, she, it was, uh, I mean, people are going to hate me. I mean, their whole team already hates me, so it's kind of (laughs) irrelevant. But, I mean, ultimately, she has, it's, it's in her court. She can say, Yes or no. Obviously, there's probably a lot of people in her ear going, yes, 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 yes. But, you know, it's it, ultimately it's her decision. And the fact that she decided to fight, you know, I think it's a I think it was the, the right thing to do. But you can't say yes and then go back and be like, well, she was seven pounds overweight. No one wants to hear fucking excuses. No one likes excuses. Nobody wants to hear excuses. You can say whatever you want. I could like I could tell you that. That my last fight, I I tore cartilage in my rib, and you guys know that because I came in here like yeah, you know, messed up. I can't. You were icing hardly, every day. Dude. I can't hardly move. You know what I mean? Like I'm hurting really bad. If I'd have went out there and lost that fight and been like, well, I was messed up. I shouldn't probably not even fought. People been like, well, you did and yeah. you lost. So <laughs> right, <laughs> doesn't you know what right. I mean? You know what I mean? Your injury or any of your excuses or any or anything like that shit doesn't matter. Like you know what I mean? Like you're not training to be the the best in your best day, you're training to be the best in your worst day. You got to be, you know, in this fight game, there's all these variables and these things that you can say and do, but it doesn't matter at the end of the, at the end of the night, like you said earlier, wins and losses. That's it. That's the only thing that no matters. No one will remember the seven pounds. No Give it two months. Shit. Around no here, one, they will. No one but. gives a shit. Yeah, they'll be talking about it forever. 
Yeah, but, from the time. But on a national like, level, it's like people forget that stuff. So. It's like uh, like that old like uh, Napoleon Dynamite. Coach would have put me in. I'd have been all state. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like no one gives a yeah. shit. That's got to be a drop. No, <laughs> Cody's one, saying no that one that gives, over there. That their mountain. I throw football <laughs> over their mountains. Yeah, if Mackenzie Dirt would have made weight. I'd have killed her. Now <laughs> I can't say that. Like, now it's too late. Now, it, so you being a fighter, I'm just going to ask you because I mean this is a national story. It's not. It's not. We're not covering this right now because we know Amanda Bobby Cooper. It's local, but this Mackenzie Dern thing. Uh, Yahoo po- posts that hey, a star has been born. This and stuff. This is a, a big moment. My take. Tell me if I'm wrong. Um, if she was to grind out a win. And it just looked like she had a little bit more energy than Amanda Bobby Cooper. You could say, well, you know what? The mental and the physical fatigue of a weight cut, Mackenzie Dern didn't go through. But because it was, hey, pretty quick, knockdown, which that to me doesn't have anything to do with weight, that punch, and then stretching her out for the rare naked choke, it doesn't allow for the weight excuse. Am I correct? I mean, you think that if she made weight, that that punch wouldn't have hurt her? And- That's what I'm saying. It- I know, but I'm yeah. just I'm just right. saying it in a different way. You know what I mean? Like ultimately, like you got cracked. You know what I mean? You got yeah. hit with a hard shot, and then you were unable to defend yourself on the ground. You know what I mean? In Mackenzie Dern and Amanda Bobby Cooper's defense, Mackenzie Dern is legit, legit on the ground. She's really good. Her jiu-jitsu is perfect. Like what she did and the way she sunk that choke in, and the way she like flipped her hips to mount. Like it was like textbook. The stretch bubble. was like just brutal actually yeah i mean she like as soon as they touched the ground it was like clearly yeah, there was <laughs> huge, yeah. Yeah. huge advantage there for uh mackenzie Dern, and i mean i had to have known that going in um so uh hmm. yeah i don't know i don't i don't think it's i don't think it's a legit excuse and i just think you know it's like one of those things it's you it's just human nature you want to be like well you want to blame it on something you know what i mean it because you don't want to just believe that you know that person's better than you. You want to blame it. You I mean you can you can have all excuses in your own mind, uh, but as soon as you, like don't say anything about it. You know what I mean? Especially in this sport. Like if I like anytime you say anything, like uh, like anytime you try to like make yourself seem like a victim, people are gonna attack you. Right. Especially as a as an athlete, as a fighter. Like if you make an excuse, like if a football player, a quarterback throws an interception, and he says, "Well, you know, he's supposed to run a different route." people are going to jump on him. Like the haters are going to be like on Twitter, just like you suck. You're an asshole. This isn't this. And I've learned that the hard way. I, I literally, I was like, you know, I felt like, uh, you know, Joe Rogan and what's, uh, Daniel Cormier kind of, I thought they were biased, blah, blah, blah. And people were just like, it was just pages of like, this kid's a pussy. <laughs> like, just, <laughs> dun, 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 dun. And I was reading it like, oh man, I'm never doing this again. You, you can't you never. Can't read that shit. You never uh, read your own press. Oh, I loved it. I mean, seriously, oh, I, was, I was dying laughing. <laughs> that being said, uh, UFC does have a star now, apparently, in Mackenzie Dern, and good looking. Uh, not only good looking uh, was an impressive win over Amanda Bobby Cooper, but she does have a problem. She can't make weight, and so How she's going. She to- missed it. Twice. So now she's going to UFC Performance Center uh, to to learn, which, I mean, there, there's the best. They're good. But like you said, really good. this this fight uh, would have not happened anywhere in Brazil. Um, so you, she's got to learn the art of cutting weight. Um, but I do, I do tell you this. Brad's new book. 
What, the art of the art critic? Of critic. Wait, yeah. Oh, dude, Cody could do I mean, yeah. you, you, Cody looks like Skeletor, like wrapped up like in blankets when he sends like little, he'd be like, I'm there's okay. A, there's, he, a, there's a science behind it. He, yeah. He he you writes it, you ghost write it, you publish it. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. You it's his it. words. Yeah. I'll write it. You spend a few few years editing it. Right, right, right. You pass it over to me to edit. Yeah, try to make it legible. Yeah. That would Add be some the, flavor. That would it. be the yeah. ultimate insult yeah. to me, though. After his career, when he's writing his autobiography, if he knew me, media, be, yeah. his whole life, and I wasn't asked to help, yeah, <laughs> he'd be like, yeah. he'd be like, no, I asked Mitch, Mitch album. I'd be like, yeah. okay, that's cool. And Mitch, Mitch is a good writer. That's good. I'd be like, I'd, I'd, but a tear would cry. I'd be like, <laughs> little tear. But no, there is an art to it, and she's got to learn that. I, I do tell you this, um, you know, for her, it, it is a win by submission. But we know it's the 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 right hand that actually won it. So like, people were concerned with her stand up. Uh, it might be slow and over delivered, but did catch ABC and mm-hmm. and so if that part of her game, obviously, like as Cody said, she was high here Brazilian jiu jitsu. It's how quick the striking and the mm-hmm. kicking can get up there. Um, Maybe a force to be reckoned with. I don't know. I mean, I, I, Co- Darren's amazing at uh, kicking and, and striking. Yeah, he is. And uh, you know, you're 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 better at punching. I think Cody's better, or Darren's better at kicking. But your 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 stand up with your hands has gotten amazing. How quick would it take Dern to get up to a level where she could compete against uh, people that are really good strikers in, in her weight class? Yeah, yeah. at one fifteen. I mean, one fifteen pound champ. Uh, I don't know. Rose? I'll have to go look it up. I have to look it up because I'm Rose Namajunas. Yeah, I believe so. And Joanna. All right, that's the same weight class, right? Yeah, Rose. I believe. So then you got. I don't know who you're asking. I'm asking everyone. <laughs> no, you're, he's right. I'm trying to think. I'm pretty sure it's Rose. And like... to be on that level, to be as good as like Rose Namajunas, I mean, she's gonna have to work her butt off. She's gonna put jiu-jitsu uh, takes jo- Joanna's yeah. it right now. Joanna. No, 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 no. She's no. lost. Rose, yeah, Rose, is Rose, Rose and, is it. yeah. So it's the same. You're like class. on Wikipedia from two That's years like ago. One fifteen. No, so I'm looking at. No, uh, she isn't. It's Rose. It's definitely Rose. But Thug Rose. <laughs> it, would, it would take a long time for her to get to that level because Rose's stand up is really, really good. But see, UFC is good at evaluating that, and and will probably move her up the ranks. But yeah, they're gonna give her people that she can beat for a while. For a while, because they're building her. Yeah. So I mean, there's no secret they do that shit. That's that's the cool thing about your career, Cody. Is like you were thrown into the fight, <laughs> like literally. You're like, like you're like, yeah, we're, yeah, gonna, it's get, we're gonna get you in yeah. and out real quick. <laughs> but no, you're like, no, like, I'm gonna no, stay here for a while and just keep kicking ass. You know, like I mean that. Uh, that's the cool Who's thing is that uh, this internet. I because uh, I, I was trying to pull it up and it was so slow that it loaded. What it loaded up first said Joanna, and then. It loaded up the rest, and it was saying morose. Yeah, you were like on Wikipedia, like. Well, a no, ago. it was it was what popped up. Uh, so last week you went on a different radio show. I think it was MMA Junkie, <gasps> and he's allowed to. What no, the fuck? Kidding. <laughs> and MMA Junkies, uh, no, that's cool. They they're legit. Yeah, they yeah. have a freaking. They got a budget. They I don't know. They got a they got a massive following. It's crazy. They do, they really. I don't know because they they're like in what is that uh. What hotel is it? MGM? Yeah. They're in the MGM. Like they're they're we're gonna get that following when we have your swimsuit calendar that comes out next year. (laughs) We're gonna release it in September so you get the extra four months. You have to follow you have to follow and we're gonna give a code. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Code every like every episode. episode. We just throw it in randomly in the episodes. 
at oh, the very what, end. Can you that, see Cody in a speedo, but like at the Belle Isle Aquarium? <laughs> <laughs> like, was, like all, all Detroit settings yeah. in front of like the Joe Louis Fist. Just, yeah. every, every, just in a different color speedo. And <laughs> exactly. You know? With, with like a, uh, like for, for Halloween, Whatever it's a speedo, it but a little mask. For Fourth <laughs> of July, it's a flag speedo with a little tiny flag. Yeah. yeah. For, the, for uh, Uncle for, Sam hat. for Christmas, it's a it's a red speedo, but with a Santa hat. <laughs> no, it's awesome, just Holly. Funny, funny, <laughs> just funny story, or just funny Holly story. right there. Yeah. Red speedo and a Santa hat. I literally one time we had a white elephant gift at my at my family yeah. thing, and my brother and I yeah. took pictures and we put like smiley faces over our faces and speedos. <laughs> nice. And, and we were like, I was like laying down, and he was like standing over me, like. Yeah, this and it was like, it just, and we blew it up and framed it, and it was the white elephant gift, and like my grandma got it. She was like, "Oh my god, these guys are so muscular." And I'm just like, "Oh no, this is this backfired. This is so bad." She was like loving it. And we're like, "Give me that." I don't, want, I don't want to trade mine. I'm good. Oh I do what I want. Yeah, it was messed oh up. Oh my god. Uh-huh. You, you uh, really quickly before we get who who you were calling off that you you uh, off the cameras we all we always talk uh, you're pretty hard on your little brother out of love and stuff like that you, you did lock him out of your house one time naked and made him run around I did in see that winter. video yeah. Yeah, in we, winter yeah, uh, we, yeah we just pretty messed up stuff that's some other. that's some brotherly love there yeah we just messed up stuff. <laughs> Uh, so like, don't fall asleep in like any commonplace. <laughs> exactly. Last Weird one. Lock your doors. First, first one in you bed. Guys know, you guys know uh, Mo Williams. Yeah. Oh yeah. So he he fell asleep, and I guess he was snoring. And there was a bunch of people over at my mom and dad's house, and my two little brothers, like shaving cream him really bad. <laughs> <laughs> like literally at one point, he was like. Sucking shaving cream in. Oh, no. They put a pile of shaving cream. You couldn't even tell that it was him. His whole head was just shaving cream. Because he was, he was passed out so hard. And they just, like, put shaving cream on him. And, like, he wouldn't move. Was he just... just kept putting it on him. And his whole face was just all shaving cream. And he couldn't even breathe. Was he was he that tired or was he drunk? Oh, yeah. We were, we were pretty wasted. Oh, okay. <laughs> nice. Uh, so you went on MMA Junkie Radio, and you, you decided to talk a little bit about your division. Uh, recap uh, some names you threw out there and what you want to see going forward. There's nothing on the horizon right now, but what do you want to see happen in your division? I said uh, – it all started on Twitter. There was a, a tweet uh, from Aljamain Sterling, who's like a, a guy in my division. And he was basically – he said something about he wants to fight Dominic Cruz, and he's the best grappler in the division. And I wrote – no, you're not. I watched you get your ass kicked by Brian Caraway. You know what I mean? Like, and you just something beat Brian. along that line. And he, you know, he came back. He kind of like big brother me. He's like, go get me another drink, dork. Kind of like that. <laughs> and I'm like, well, you know, now we're going to get into some weird stuff. And we, we just we went back and forth for a minute. And, a lot, you know, a lot of people were writing stuff to him, to me, like nasty stuff. And, uh, you know, then, you know, that controversy, people love that shit. And next, you know, I'm, I'm on MMA Junkie talking about it. And, I said, yeah, I would entertain a fight with him, but there are other guys that would rather fight because he's boring. Right. And, uh, you know, he, he came back and said he absolutely wants, has no reason to fight me because I'm a nobody. Ooh. So I think we're probably going to end up fighting each other. <laughs> <laughs> so Then we're fighting one, words. One way or another, <laughs> next time I see him, we'll probably be fighting. That's fucking awesome. Uh, Twitter wars as an athlete, I mean... Serious stuff, man. People... 
latch onto it. I mean, that's really I'm I'm learning that there's See, I don't get Twitter. I don't I don't I don't get it either. I I have like a thousand followers on Twitter. I don't like take it serious. I've never even really used it. But I mean, I like wrote one bad tweet to one person and next thing you know, I got a thousand more followers like just that day. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like people love it. They, Let's go just... through your tweeting process because like I, I with, pre- <laughs> with 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 President Trump I really think it's like type it and then send it because some of the stuff he sends is like crazy. So you you don't even like give it like – Proofread. I proofread it. People say count count up to 60 and if you still feel that same way, send it. You you don't – it's just like fire, boom. Yeah. I mean that's – they say one of the uh, one um, trait that all millionaires have in common is that they're very decisive, that they they decide right then. Yes or no. Boom, boom, boom. So that's kind of been my, that's been that's been my thing lately. Like with whatever it is, <laughs> just tweet it. I'm like thinking about it. If I've been thinking about it for a little while, I'm like, yeah, I'm doing it. And then I just do it. And it's kind of like that. You, you know that movie with uh, Jim Carrey, that Yes Man movie. Oh yes, like, yeah, every, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like every time someone's like, hey, do you want to like yes. go swim with sharks? You're like, yes. And you really don't want to <laughs> do it, but you just do it anyways. I've kind of been doing that lately, and it's actually, it's actually been pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> So what's uh as you're waiting for your fight announcement? What what's on the horizon here uh, for spring and summer? You guys you got any vacation you and your family planned or a little fishing? Anything going to? Yeah, probably. You know, I think my main focus right now is just going to be getting better at you know MMA. You know, that's the I, that's what I like to do. It's like a hobby and a job. Um, so I'll probably be training six days a week and maybe doing something cool one day a week, but uh. Next month we go to Miami for Darren's wedding, mm-hmm. but that I mean I'm pretty thankful not to be traveling anymore. I'd rather I just want to be home. And now Darren's dogs are such a part of him, his and Melky's uh, family. Are they gonna make the flight too and be part of it? <sighs> I wouldn't would not surprise me. Would not surprise if it they're like surprise me one bit. I would say they'd be like ring bearers or something. God only knows. Like, is there a bachelor, like is there a bachelor party? I will. Uh, I don't a Darren think and Cody be. bachelor party would be like. Probably like the, the hangover thing. Like first off, you got to collect. If there phones. is, we're just gonna be like, "Hey, yeah, we're going to get some food." And then you, <laughs> Darren and I, two days, and then yeah, two days later, you wake yeah. up in and Taiwan. Like, okay, for sure, we're sure gonna be back. We gotta be back by like two a.m. or whatever. Havana, Cuba. It's gonna have to happen. It's gonna have to be. Yeah. Are we in a communist country right now? Are we in Cuba? Because I think I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't know how this wedding is gonna shake down, but. I think we're gonna have to be very on our best behavior. It's okay, gonna be very hard, especially if we're just wasted in, in Miami. <laughs> nice, Miami's hot. Are the guns gonna be out? What are you guys wearing? Tuxedos? Are you going old school? Speedos. Speedos. There we go. <laughs> I'm wearing speedo to the beach for sure. <laughs> don't overdo it though, because we want this calendar to sell. You know, yeah, like don't yeah. overexpose yeah, don't, yourself. Don't, yeah. You know, <laughs> I'll just take pictures from the belly button up. Yeah, the, the <laughs> yeah, only way this calendar works is you know. Yeah. So far, we got Belle Isle Aquarium that. and uh, Joe Louis Fist. We just got to think of oh, other location. I could just be sitting on it, like riding it. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that'd be hilarious. <laughs> this actually could work. This actually could be like really funny. I, I think it would be great, dude. And then <laughs> Wonder, Mo, uh, uh, Motown Records. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, the train station. The train station. Yeah. Yep. Uh, uh, Definitely have to get one. Um, 
Oh, you know what? Uh, the Fisher. No, no, no. The, well, get, yeah, but let's take. I could just be in a speedo at the Lafayette Coney Island. Oh my god, <laughs> that would be awesome! <laughs> Eating a chili. Dog. <laughs> I have a feeling who's gonna be. I know the kind of people that are gonna be buying this. Yeah. You know, it'd be great if uh, he wears a tracksuit in the DIA and just pulls it off really quick in front of the Van Gogh. And no. just be like, boom, there, yep. buddy. But see, no, because no, you can't take pictures. Diego. Yeah, the Diego. But you can't, you can't have cameras, so you would Okay, at that point, he's in a Speedo. Are you worried about the camera rule? Yeah, we're going to get the well, What I'm saying is they would... Oh, the Yeah, the I was going to say recorder. they would check to see if you had cameras before you even go in. I gotcha. Yeah. But yeah, if we had the Google glasses, we could, we could do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to think of locations. Yeah. If, yeah. if anyone's got a good location, At definitely post it on our uh, Facebook. The yeah. Sure, the <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, oh, the, the Russell. Haunted... Got to go back to where it Gotta all started. Go. Just yeah. on the haunted staircase. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> no, like, in the oh. in the elevator. The the old freight elevator. I like to think where you guys took your first like promotional photos. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I like to think that elevator is not working anymore for safety reasons. If that's still working, that's it was still working. I can always guarantee you it's still working. Did we stayed in this hostel in uh, Rome? That the elevator was like maybe the size of a closet, like four feet by four feet. And uh, like while we were going down, it like dropped a couple feet. <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, it's fine. It does it all the time." I'm like, "Get me out of this fucking elevator, dude!" Seriously, he's like, "What?" And I'm like, "Stop this fucking elevator!" <laughs> I'm like, "I don't want to be on this thing." And like literally, like we're like going down, and I'll say, "Like, boop. And, like, <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh my god!" And and this this guy's like, "Oh, it's okay. It does it all the time." I'm like, "No, get me off this thing. I'm gonna walk." It's you were in. Fine. You were in Italy with Jason Fisher. Uh, tell tell us about Italy. Uh, beautiful. Is, awesome. is, the history there is unreal. Rome is the most unreal place I've ever been in my life. And the best thing is Ugh. you had a picture of you actually in the fucking Coliseum, the Coliseum which is yeah. fucking yeah. awesome. Because it was you, awesome. You, I was like just standing there just like, oh my, things that happen in this place. Oh, yeah. It's unbelievable. I mean, it's kind of a ruin, too. There's not like – there's like one, you know, one quarter of it's probably standing like – I mean, it's in bad shape. It's in really bad shape. I but mean, that kind was, of stuff is surreal because it's of what happened there. You it's know? not in a picture. You're, you're actually there. Like yep. you smell it and you like yeah. you can feel it. It's yeah. crazy. Plus, you had a great quote about it. You you said something like, you know what? If I would have been around, I'd have probably fought in here too. I like fighting. They like, were, they you had like a good about, quote. They were talking about the gladiators and like their lifestyle and what they did and basically like they were saying, you know, basically they all they did was you know they they only competed a couple times a year. Yeah, and the rest of the time all they did was train. And everyone was like, "Well, that can't be right." They were fighting every day, and like they're like, "Yeah, no, they trained every day. They didn't fight every day." Yeah, no, people people get have this weird like Hollywood view of like what gladiators. Gladiators were more like MMA fighters today. They were superstars. They they did promotions. They would promote people's bakeries and other shit like that. And yeah, they were treated very very well. Because they were, you know, they were entertainment, and they didn't fight to the death. You know no, that that's know. a that's a. Uh, I didn't say it. I, no, I'm saying. I, I, I said yeah. I liked his common, quote. Common yeah, conception. Yeah, it's common conception. They would fight to like first blood or yeah. like less. You know, they're they're much more like like MMA fighters today than than anything else that people have imagined. Some of them, some of them obviously did die. They were throwing swords. Well, yeah, it could happen, but. Yeah, if someone could die in an MMA fight, right? It wasn't something that happened every single time. Um, yeah, but I mean, it was crazy to hear that like like more animals died in the Coliseum than anything. Like, yeah, they had like animal and animal fights, people fighting animals, you know, and then they had basically 
and then they had hunters fighting animals, which were like gladiators that fought animals. And then at the end, like the the climate like event, the, the main event was like the gladiators, like the real legit guys. And it was crazy to hear that like the gladiators, you know, were superstars and they were well taken care of, but they were also owned by the people that owned whatever dojo they trained out of. Hmm. Kind of like your manager, your manager is also like own you, <laughs> also owns you, like in every single way. Wow, that's crazy. Ouch. Besides the Coliseum, what was the highlight of the trip? Uh, Non-fighting. What else did you see you liked? Oh, jeez. Uh, the Vatican was pretty surreal. That's right. A, that's something that, I mean, I would say that if you like, uh, if you're like a history buff, you care anything about like, you know, uh, if you like old buildings or you like old architecture, I would say, or you're religious, you should go to the Vatican. You should go to the Coliseum. You should just go to Rome because, I mean, that's an old city. It's one of the, you know, staples of civilization right. today. I mean, there's so much history there. I would I would definitely say that's the coolest place I've ever been by. Long shot. By, yeah, a million times. Nice. Well, that's cool. Uh, we're going to wrap things up. We'll be back next week, next Tuesday. Uh, we want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, send in if you are listening. Uh, where would you like Cody to do uh, his uh, calendar shoot at? Yeah. We're, we're open to ideas in the yeah. Detroit area. Yeah, there you go. Um, anything that you think uh, would be good? The Q line maybe with people just standing there and him being like holding, holding the, the thing. Q yeah, line, exactly. yeah. <laughs> just uh, riding the Q line in the Speedo. This is going to be manifested and it's going to become real. Like, oh, no, it's, it's, it's I'm happening. I'm thinking about it. I mean, yeah. you think we're joking. We're not. This oh. is happening. And then that catapults you into legendary status. Right, I mean, exactly. You know, you would actually, you know what? I don't think anybody from the UFC has done us, not even Ronda Rousey. I don't think anybody's done a calendar. But they've all done like naked Right. I'm down with the calendar, and I was just reading an article about how an Instagram model, uh, who, who's actually really she's I mean, she's really really hot. She made like seven hundred thousand dollars selling calendars last year. I believe that's it. where calendar Absolutely. sales were. Damn, and I'm just like there are a lot of perverted motherfuckers out there. Exactly. And then uh, we just I would buy the calendar though, if I'm being honest. There we there we go. <laughs> Co- Cody, uh, twelve plus the four bonus uh, months we're going to give you. We're going to give you yep. September and uh, uh, through September de- through December, December yeah. of this year too. So you're yeah. getting you know sixteen. That ain't bad. <laughs> we'll take it. <laughs> you know, you know. I, it will I, not I think be it's available funny, at Barnes and Nobles. No, it will not be. No. We, we might be in the little. But mall- it should be right. <laughs> we might be in the little mall kiosks if we play it right. But you know, I got a lot of friends that are Arabic, so we can make that happen. Nice. They probably own those. <laughs> <laughs> probably shouldn't say that. But uh, and then you know what? We'll, we'll do an infomercial too, where he's promoting yeah. it and stuff. Where we'll oh be yeah, like, look at him here just in like, December. Yeah. Just like kind of wrong, like exactly like the fight boss. Exactly. Yeah. Look, look here in January. Oh, Hi, February. You just have yeah. everything blurred out except for my face. <laughs> you never know what you're going to get on these. Exactly. And if you order now, yeah. it's a bonus. Exactly. <laughs> we'll send in two free DVDs. Awesome. But we're not going to tell you what's on the DVDs. All right. We'll see everybody next week. Thanks, Cody, Jimmy, Rochelle. Uh, not too. Actually, you know what? Adana Stevenson fights. Uh, Stevenson fights Jack. So that's the big fight too in uh, Ma- uh, not Montreal, Toronto. Mm-hmm. So let's see if Adana still has some stuff in him at my age, and um, that might be a good fight still for him. <laughs> so we'll see. All right, take care, everybody. Bye.